Hello, this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Hi, my name is Shane Smith. And I'm Noel Cummings. And she's kind of drunk. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. It got a little rough there in the middle. It really hit me hard like a fucking freight train. Yeah, you were definitely doing it. Yeah, but she- I'm okay now. Cool. Back to a seven. Was a nine. Back to a seven now. Back to a seven. That was fast. I feel like I'm impressed with your ability to handle your alcohol. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm a professional. You, everyone. Uh, Noel, I don't, you just wanted to get drunk today. I did. <laughs> you know, I did. It's Sunday fun day. We record these on Sundays. It's true. So it was Sunday fun day. And when uh, Shane told me that we were going to do a history episode, mm-hmm. I know how much he loves history. And I immediately felt intimidated. And I was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if I get obliterated you fucking nailed it thank though. you guys thank she you. nailed it so hard thanks I'm so proud of you i blame the a- 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 alcohol <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you're welcome yeah today's episode is all about history history as told by idiots <laughs> yeah so for sure. it's great yeah speaking of people who are idiots who uh, are not idiots Oh, no, I was going to say I have stuff coming. I'm oh. going to be in Idaho. I'm going to be in Pocatello, Idaho this week. Come check me out. I'll be dressed in full drag. Good. I was going to be like, I was going to say it, but I didn't know if you wanted people on to know. On Thursday, I'll be performing. If you're not going to be there, I'll be at Charlie's at 8 or 9. I'm also going to be on a good friend of mine, Spike. He's a drag queen. He's fucking dope. He lives in Pocatello. He has a show called Between the Sheets with Skype with Spike, and I will be dressed as a drag queen Spike on his show the with drag him. Queen. Yeah, Aww. I even think I got my drag queen name nailed down, which I won't say yet. Okay. We're working on it. Still. Okay, yeah, it's good. Got to iron that out. Yeah, I got to iron that out. But I will be full drag. It's going to be awesome. Come see that. Man, you're really living your best life. I really am. Proud of you. Um, this is. Uh, something we can kind of tease uh, in March. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a live show. Hell yeah. Get ready for that. So if you want to see us live, we'll be in Salt Lake City on March. And we want everyone to come see us. It's really important. You we have may to. have an awesome special guest. But either way, if you show up, we want to talk to you guys. We want it to be interactive. It's going to be a great time. Hell yeah. I'm so stoked about it. Yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. So live show in March here in downtown Salt Lake City. More info to come. Do you have anything going on you want to talk about? You may or may not have a photo show you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess I'll tell you guys. Um, I was officially accepted as um, a suicide girl. So I will be shooting my first set here shortly. Um, And you have to pay for it. No more freebies on Instagram. Um, You have to sub. You can go to suicidegirls.com, search Gnarly Quinn as spelled on all of my other social media with a G, G G-N-A-R. Follow me on there and you'll get notifications when that set drops. Yeah, but if 18 you're like, and over. If you're like me and you never want to see what Noel's nipples look like, <laughs> then don't <laughs> then don't subscribe to it. But if you're super curious about what her nipples and her B flaps look like, yeah, then definitely subscribe to it and check it out. <laughs> I like how I make it as sexy as possible. Thanks. No, in all honesty, you were very photogenic. 
You're kind of good looking. When I want to be photogenic. When you want to be. She nails it. We all know it. Go check her out. It's awesome. I'm super proud of her. Thanks. I wish I was even half as photogenic as you. Any photo you I take that looks remotely be. good, there are like four photographers screaming directions <laughs> at me, like trying to get yeah. me not to look like my face is half fupa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so bad. It's you know, <laughs> I've taken a many a bad pictures. Even most recently when you, Shane came to cosplay night with us mm-hmm. on Friday and after you left, I had more to drink, and that's when the <laughs> pictures get worse. Because I like, <laughs> I'm really good at doing a thumb face, which is where I make my chin go into my neck, mm, and like, I love it. I do it constantly, especially when people talk to me and I want to show them visually that I'm not interested. <laughs> I put my chin in my neck your and look at them. Your face sinks back into your yeah. itself. <laughs> yes. I like turtle. Like real life. <laughs> and so that was captured on film way too often that night. Okay. So I could take a bad picture as well. You can take it, but you take good pictures too. Noelle, like, you're like the person who's like, oh, I have a disease where half of my face is crippled and then you take a photo and you're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I have no excuses. I take a photo and I look like the fucking raptor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> like it's so bad. But people are into it. You know it's what? So to each bad. their own. Stroke face and raptor face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Could this day get worse? You bet Jurassic can. <laughs> oh, oh my memes, god. Memes, everyone. Uh, speaking of dank ass memes, Hell this yeah. episode, like all episodes, mm. is brought to you by Black Salt Studios. Casey studio. studio black salt studio you guys were turned <laughs> we'll turn we'll I'm, I'm i don't drink i feel legitimately drunk from just hanging out with you yeah i have that effect on people <laughs> i'm toxic that's what all my exes say oh my god <laughs> um, you and me both yeah we, we have so much in common it's unfortunate things it is um, will and casey um casey underscore roy underscore tattoos and will underscore xx um, they also have a bunch of awesome artists in studio doing walk-ins all the time. And again, follow them on Instagram because sometimes they'll just make your Friday and do some walk-ins. They've got really cool um, Valentine's Day flash that's up, like funny conversation hearts that say like uh, F you. I'm going to get a conversation heart that says I eat ass. Oh my God. Yeah, it's true. That's real. I want that. Do you? Yeah. You want to get a best friend tattoo that yeah. says I eat ass? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've never been so certain about anything <laughs> in my whole entire fucking life. Everyone. You just heard magic happen. God. Next tattoos planned. Seriously. Oh, I'm not I'm joking. in it to yeah, win it. Let's fucking do Casey, it. Casey, do you listen to me? Yeah. I'm about it. We're going to get candy hearts to say I eat ass on them. It's going to rule. Seriously. Yeah, no, I'm Okay, serious. cool. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay. Um, they're also doing a giveaway, the Black Valentine giveaway. You um, follow Black Salt Peach Treats, which is a super awesome local company that makes like um, plugs and awesome handmade um, jewelry. Um, Handle Park City and then their HSL restaurant Instagram page. It's a super awesome restaurant in Park City that serves like five star fucking food. And uh, you post it on Instagram with the hashtag Black Valentine, B-L-A-Q-U-E. And you'll win a couple's tattoo session by Will and Casey, a palm-sized design that you pick and you and your couple, person, partner, best friend, whoever, decide to get. You get handcrafted amethyst earrings from Peach Treats, which Woo. is super fucking awesome. Yeah, Peach Treats is amazing. Check them out. Yeah. Just Google it. 
literally i think every single one of my friends who has piercings has jewelry from peach treats and then you get a dinner for two in park city at handle so it's a pretty fucking sweet deal yeah and there's you're not going to be as cool as us with i eat ass candy hearts no. but you'll be pretty fucking cool you could get kind of close to that you yeah. could be like i love ass which is almost as cool, but not as cool. Um, we posted about it on our Facebook and Instagram. You can also go to Casey, Will, or the Black Salt page and find out more information. Uh, literally just repost a fucking picture, follow some cool-ass pages anyway, and possibly win some sick-ass shit. I'm about it. I'm about it. I entered it. I don't give a fuck. All right, cool. So, <laughs> 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 All right, so... Um, you about ready to get this started? Let's fucking do Just it. Just so you guys know, we're talking about fucking Julius Caesar. We're talking about the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the Battle of Gettysburg, America. Y'all Hell don't even yeah. fucking know how hyped on America oh we are right God. now. Oh my God. I'm still juiced about it. I'm so juiced. God, every time I think about a racist dying, I just get <laughs> a little wet. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Fucking enjoy this episode. I think it's like one of the most fun I've had recording in a while. I, I- learned a bunch. Yeah, I. I learned too. I had a good time. You guys, we're learning. We're learning in our together. Own way. <laughs> we're not great. accurate 100%. No. By the way, oh yeah, grain of salt. We're morons. A lot of this, I mean, the body is real. <laughs> like we, <laughs> the stories are real. We may have messed some things up. If you catch us in a, a flaw or we have a wrong fact, don't tell me because I don't care. <laughs> you can tell me and we'll put it in the front of the next episode don't. to fix it. No we cares. appreciate you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Hell yeah. Have fun. Listening about history and learning with us. Yeah. Hail fucking Satan. Hail Satan. Hail. You feeling pretty, pretty drunk, pretty turnt? Yeah, pretty turned up right now, I'd say. All right. I'd give it uh, probably a seven, a strong seven out of ten. And I've still got a rum and coke to finish. Nice. Yellow. Swag, 420 blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you were like hard drunk? It's been a while. Yeah? Yeah. I'm usually too busy taking care of Tyler being drunk, so I can no longer get drunk. I just get a little buzz that's usually faded by the end of the night. He gets drunker than you, faster than you? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I think the last time I got super drunk was with Alex in Las Vegas. Yeah. And that was a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well... I won't get drunk or try to have sex with you tonight, so you're good. Good, good for you. When's the last time you got drunk? Real question. Well, uh, last time I was drunk was the day before my 14th birthday. Interesting answer. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What? What were you doing at 14? Being uh, doing Partying? hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking like, clearly. I was fucking white trash as shit. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I woke up on my 14th birthday and I was like, I'm going to be straight edge. And I have been since. Good for you. Yeah. 16 years. 
Wow. That's intense. Yeah. When you were still a hood rat, white trash kid, did you ever try to make your own alcohol? No. Like ferment fruit and try to get drunk off of it? No. We had alcohol. You it was weren't easy to that get. trashy. No. I did drink moonshine, though, that someone else made. That's pretty true. I have as well. Bad, uh, bad call. Essentially, it's some hick just like poured like rubbing alcohol yeah. and beer into a bedpan and <laughs> yeah. let it sit for a day and was like, I got moonshine. Yeah. And we drank it and then like hallucinated. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's fucked I up. I was on a photo shoot and this girl was like, oh yeah, this is busted on a mason jar and was like, oh yeah, this is some moonshine. Me and my husband making our backyard. And me, I was like, hell yeah, I want to try it. Uh, Absolutely not. I could have put that in my car and driven 50 miles. It was fucking high octane horse shit in my yeah. fucking body. Nope. Oh, it's so bad. Not if, about if, it. If anyone, if anyone gives you a liquid that they made themselves. Don't do it. You don't want it. Don't want it. 100%. Stay the fuck away. Oh, man. Why wasn't anyone? I was in a room full of people and not a single fucking person was like, hey, you probably shouldn't. Everyone was like, hell yeah, drink that. Group think. It's annoying. We're going to deal with a lot of that in this episode. We are going to deal with some groupthink in this episode. A little. My stories are a little less groupthink. Mine well, are literally groupthink. Everyone, we're here. No one are here. Hi. We're less drunk talk. Okay. More. So welcome to the first of a concept episode. I hope we do more of. I hope so as well. We're nerds. Mm-hmm. This is, we're freaky geeks. Mm-hmm. That we're going to get more geeky this episode, except for we're going past comic book geekery and into real life regular geekery. We're going to talk about history today. Hell yeah. I'm pretty stoked. I'm so, stoked about it. So um, history is one of my favorite things. Do you want to start this, by the way, or should I start this? You should start it. I still have a drink to finish. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about a couple stories from history. Three stories to be exact. You're talking about two? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing two and you're going to do... Okay, so mine is one, but I'll it's kind bookend. of another one. Yeah, yeah, I'll bookend it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, um, basically, disclaimer, we're idiots. We'll probably First, have yeah. talked about this in the intro, but just Noel's getting drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I Party. already am not good at life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And so, we'll start this off. So, the first story is about Julius Caesar. Now, Julius Caesar... I wanted to talk about Julius Caesar because lately... In the news, we're complaining about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's a terrible president. Terrible. So far. Absolutely horrific. Um, that's an objective fact. Whether you support him <laughs> or not, I, I'm fine if you support Donald Trump, whatever. But still admit that he's terrible. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, he, I mean, he, he fucking gave the secretary of education job to a lady who I wouldn't pay I wouldn't even let her f- tutor me, you know? Yeah. She's, she's got nothing going for her. She's a moron. So yeah. we're talking about people who, maniacs who are bad leaders. And I was like, man, who is a maniac leader who would just like make me feel good about Trump? And then I was like, let's talk about someone. And then I remembered this really good story about Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. Julius Caesar was the first emperor of Rome. Wait, was Julius, does Julius Caesar have any connection with Caesar salad? No, funny fact, an Italian guy, or not an Italian guy, oh, I think a Swiss guy, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Another guy with the last name Caesar invented Caesar salads, but he just happened to share the last name of 
um, this the title dude. of some of the most important people who will ever exist on planet Earth in all of its history. Okay. Kind of a bummer for him. Yeah. Because he loses all the credit and then Julius Caesar kind of steals his credit. Yeah. From, he reaches out from the grave and is like, fuck you, bitch. I invented salads also. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was like a subtle petty diss because Caesar salad is like gross fish dressing. What? So I, I thought like that they Caesar were, salad. get out of here with your garbage. So I thought that they were like, oh yeah, Julius Caesar sucked. So let's make this gross fish dressing. No. Julius Caesar dressing. Mm-mm. You know what? I don't know much about history. Yeah. <laughs> a guy named Caesar, a chef named Caesar invented the salad. And then Julius Caesar from beyond the grave was like, I conquered a lot of the known world. Also, I fucking conquered the salad. It's okay. mine now. That makes sense. Okay. So at 25 years old, Julius Caesar was a lawyer and he was sailing the Aegean Sea. Wait, wait, wait. Sea. What year, year is this? What year is this? I don't know. A they have lawyers back in that time? Oh, yeah. They had lawyers in Athens before, like, way before Jesus was ever born. Like, they had lawyers. Wow. We've always been corrupt and shitty. <laughs> well, you need lawyers to defend people to be also not corrupt and shitty. <sighs> okay. I'm, I'm. My timelines are fucked up. It feels so hard to accept, but I'll accept it. It's true. Continue this is on. real. <laughs> okay. So, 25-year-old Julius Caesar. This is before he was in charge of anything, really. He's rich he's a rich lawyer he's sailing around the aegean sea like fucking partying riding wave runners mm-hmm. or doing whatever caesars do he's not anyway so <laughs> <laughs> he's by the way we're gonna get so much wrong so just Deal take the it. body of the story the body the of the moral. story is what's important take it. yeah yeah so um he's sailing the aegean sea riding wave runners chilling doing the fucking tricks and then he gets captured by sicilian pirates now sicilian pirates are like uh they live in these islands out in the aegean sea and they would just kidnap italians all the time nobles and stuff mm-hmm. and then they would ransom them literally they just do what so- somalian pirates do now yeah they just liked pasta more exactly they're okay. just like somalian pirates who were way into pasta okay and so these pirates capture him and they ask for a ransom that's 20 talents of silver which is like six hundred thousand dollars okay in today's money okay they're not fucking and around caesar being fucking boss mode fucking throws off his life vest gets off his wave runner and he's like you guys are fucking idiots 20 talents of silver i'm worth 50 talents of silver and the pirates were like uh weird negotiating tactic but okay yeah, sure and so they ask for 50. the art of the deal <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the art of the deal so um then caesar like sends his fucking friends he's like go get 50 talents of silver and bring this shit back uh because 20 talents isn't enough and then um yeah, they'll then they'll pay for me and I'll get to leave. So the pirates are like, uh, fucking okay. So they send all of Caesar's, the people Caesar was partying with out to go get the fucking silver, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, uh, the pirates didn't have Amazon Prime. So yeah. it's going to take it like a, a while. A really long time. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to take 38 days to go get the Whoa. Silver. I know. So it's going to take 38 days to leave. Get the silver, come back, and and he's got to be alive that whole time. Mm-hmm. He's got to be alive that whole time. Now, um, Caesar, of course, keeps two servants. He's like, "You two are servants. You stay with me. You're also kidnapped now." Okay. And then he makes his best friend hang out with him, or one of his best friends. Okay. Uh, wait, he didn't have a choice though. Well, Caesar has to stay because he's the yeah, guy yeah. who's important. But the friend was like, "Eh." 
Yeah, the friend probably had no choice. Yeah, I okay. mean, it's one of those things where I feel like, like you don't just hang out on a pirate ship and then get to leave at your own free will. Yeah. I think the moment you jump on, you're a fucking hostage now. Well, but Caesar sent everyone else out to go get the silver. But they had a job. He What's made, the best friend going to do? Yeah, he made the other three people stay with him. Two okay. servants and a friend. Uh, yes. Yeah, so instead of like a co-worker, he kept his friend. So instead of... Uh, so he's hanging out with the pirates. Everyone needs to go get the silver. And he's with his friend and his servants. And he's like, oh, no. Uh, you know, I'm kidnapped. But he didn't give a shit. And so basically, he's like cruising around on the pirate ship, treating the pirates like shit. The pirates are like, so anytime he'd like take a nap and they'd talk, he'd wake up and he'd be like, it's fucking excuse me. I'm Julius Caesar and I'm trying to nap. You guys are going to have to shut it. Whoa. Yeah. And he's like being a total. He just like Stockholm syndrome, his captors. Yeah. Into so... like fearing and appreciating him. Yeah. So he would treat them like they were his subordinates and be shitty to them and like make them be quiet. And then he would spend time, his free time, because he's like bored on this pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And he would like write poetry or write speeches. And then he would like make them gather together and listen to him give wow. his poetry. And if they would talk, he'd be like, hey, Fucking, I'm poetrying right now. Wow. And then he'd be like, roses are red, violets are blue, I'm Caesar, also fuck you, or beautiful. whatever. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I love know. it. I did that right it's off really the top good. of my head. <laughs> so he would like make them listen to his poetry and his speeches. Uh, and then he would like play games with them. They would exercise and he'd like go exercise. He's like, what are you guys doing? Yoga? And he'd like get out and start doing pirate yoga or whatever. I love it. I yeah. love that he made it work for him. Yeah, totally. So he's basically not acting like he's a prisoner, but like he's their leader. And the pirates are like, oh, you're fucking dope. Like, this, look at this guy's fucking crazy. And they know they're going to get their money. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, why treat him bad? Let's hang out with him. He's fucking cool. Yeah. So they all become friends. So after a while, the pirates are like, dude, Caesar's the fucking dopest guy. And mm-hmm. they're like drinking and doing pirate yoga mm-hmm. and listening to poetry. And they're like into it. And eventually. Uh, they go to their islands. They're hanging out on the pirate islands and on the ships. And Caesar can go anywhere he wants to do anything he wants. He's like a bro now. Yeah, yeah. Caesar is a pirate, full on. He's their friend. And so, uh, but like they would be hanging out and Caesar would be like, and they'd be like, Caesar, you're the fucking coolest. We're best friends, dog. And he'd be like, I know it, bro. But like for real though, it's really fucking uncool how you captured me. And when I leave, I'm going to come back and I'm going to have you crucified. Oh. And they were like, ah, you're crazy. Oh, fucking no. Caesar, you're so silly. And the they would like. turned. Yeah. So they thought he, they were like, oh, you're a fucking crazy guy. Uh-huh. He's going to crucify us. And then they'd like pretend. They'd pretend to be crucified. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and he'd be like, you guys are hilarious. So, um, eventually, uh, they let him go. People come back, they pay the 50 talents of silver that he made them ask for more than twice as much Mm -hmm. paid for him. And they were like, all right, thanks for the silver Caesar. Thanks for the memories. You're fucking dope. Uh, have a good life. And they, they like s- wrote in his yearbook, "Have a great summer." <laughs> no, and he for left. sure. There was like wild times. Yeah, and then they sent him on his way with all his friends in his boat, and he leaves. And then even though he's not in the military and he's a private citizen, he raises a fleet of fucking sailors of like hardcore fighting sailors goes back to the islands because he remembers where they live Mm -hmm. and they didn't hide it from him because they were bros Mm -hmm. and fucking captures all of them takes his silver back and then takes everything they own and does he crucify him well he steals all their shit and uh 
basically he goes and he delivers them to the authorities at a prison in uh, Pergamon. I don't know where that is. Uh, basically, and then he traveled to meet the pr- uh, the proconsul of Asia, Marcus Junius, to petition to have the pirates executed. Anyway, the proconsul, I don't know, I guess proconsul's like a judge or something. Yeah, it sounds like something Again, official. we're idiots. The I title no of the idea. show is History by Idiots, so just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. The proconsul refused wanting to sell the pirates as slaves and get that money for himself. Democracy at work. I, you know what? Capitalism. It's rough. It's rough. So he wants to sell the pirates as slaves, and and Caesar's like, uh, excuse me, I'm a man of my word, and I kind of said I would murder my friends. You're gonna make me look silly in front of my friends if you sell them as slaves. Yeah. And so I ain't no bitch. Basically, the guy was like, no, fuck that. We're selling them as slaves. I want the money. So Caesar just traveled back to where the jail where the Sicilian pirates, his friends, are being held, and. you basically goes against that other guy's word and says, no, no, I'm in fucking charge and has them crucified under his own authority while he watches. Wow. So they were like, <laughs> Oh, you're so silly. You're so silly as they're slowly being like <laughs> held up. And then he has them all nailed to a cross and crucified. Wow. But don't worry. What? He's a bro. And instead of let it, what normally happens when you're crucified, because the Romans crucified thousands Everyone of people. Everyone was crucified. Thousands and thousands and thousands Every of people. Every day it happened. It, yeah, it was way common. When people are like, oh, Jesus was tortured. It was the worst thing ever happened to anyone. Literally everyone. And yeah, literally tens of thousands of people were crucified. He was not special. Yeah. And so he crucifies these pirates, but he's a bro. They're his friends. So instead of letting them suffocate on the cross, which is what usually happens, he slit all their throats while they were on the cross. Aww, what a I compassionate know. guy. Fucking friendship. Friend of the year. BFFs forever. They all had matching necklaces that came together as a heart that said best friend. <laughs> I like to. Yeah, exactly. And then he took them back when he slit their throat. Anyway. So then Caesar went back to being a lawyer, normal everyday shit back then. <sighs> you know what? It's just guy like that was gonna rule countries no matter what but when you're like oh man trump's a ruthless businessman like well firstly he's kind of incompetent and he's never crucified anybody so i do feel pretty good about it for now there are worse people for now yeah yeah for now for now so that's the story of caesar and friendship i liked it i liked it too i liked the way it ended you know everyone got what they wanted every well sure most people got what they wanted I just like the conviction that he had. You know, he might be an asshole, but he really he's a real rags to riches story. He really went for it. He was like, I said I was going to crucify you, and I did. He's a man of his word. Yeah. I like to think that as they were suffering on the cross, like dying, nailed to a piece of wood, and he came up to slit their throat, they were like, oh, my God, Caesar. Hey. You're so sweet. You know, I'm I'm always a fan of your comedy and humor, but is this bit going to end anytime soon? Or done. And then just slit the throat. Yep. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I'm about it, though. That was good. Are we ready to talk about yours? <sighs> Fuck. Let's do it. Fast forward into time. Fast Mid- forward. Of 1600s. Thousand- yeah. We're, we're fast forwarding like 2000 years or something. Okay. Man. I went from a seven to a nine real quick. Yeah, I, I see it on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got real fucked up real quick during that story. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Salem Witch Trials. Cool. But I want to I wanna point out the hypocrisy of it. 
So I'm going to first take us on a journey to a time in Europe where the Catholic Church ruled everything. Oh, no. And the Catholic Church started to take like serious power over everything. Like they ruled fucking Europe. The Church of England became controlled by the Catholic Church. There was absolutely no separation of church and state. What the Catholic Church said was the fucking law. Yeah. And the group think came around. Everyone was like, for sure, yeah, we're on board with this. If you deny the devil, then you're not a Catholic. Like, you're not into God if you deny the devil. So then everyone Wait, was... if you deny... If you say, I deny the devil, yeah, you're not a Catholic. Exactly. Because so if you, if you the, deny the devil, then you're denying God. Oh, so you because have to believe the, in the devil to also believe in You have to believe God. in both of them. Okay. So then people were like, sure, yeah, we believe in it. And then it became like super fucking easy to be like, oh my God, you know, Sally down the street is such a fucking bitch. Yeah. I, she's the devil. It's the devil. And then someone (laughs) overheard that. You know how when she's doing laundry and she's like, (laughs) worship Satan in her head spins 360 degrees. They're like, I feel like maybe that has something to do with the devil. That's the devil as well. You know, when she pukes green bile and it like sprays 10 feet (laughs) into the air and covers children. She crawls on the fucking ceiling and her head spins. The thing I don't like about her is about how she crawls on the ceiling upside (laughs) down. That's what weirds me out. It really bums me out you know we're just <laughs> having tea and crochet and all of a sudden she's upside down on the yeah. fucking ceiling you th- vomiting on us you think that has something to do with the devil i it might you know what or she just <laughs> took some i don't know bad rye bread or whatever the fuck they yeah. ate in the 1600s is this is, is that what diarrhea is, <laughs> yeah, is that when your yeah, head spins yeah, yeah. in a circle and yeah. you say to worship the devil that's pretty much what medicine was back then okay like oh for sure so if you didn't like moral of the story is if you didn't like someone it was very easy to be like they're a witch they're a heretic and get them killed exactly but not just killed like tortured in the most horrific way like hundreds of thousands of people died from being tried as witches in europe almost like getting close to the same amount of people who died in the black plague yeah like the numbers are so similar and they it's the equivalent of like when someone posts something you like a comment you don't like on your facebook feed Mm -hmm. like when like kevin is like oh okay uh copy copy so and so much with your hair and you're like irked by it and so you just like call the police and you're like hey yeah kevin worships the devil i'd Mm -hmm. like him to be tortured for that please that's literally it yeah it's like that's it petty that literally like this world currently this internet world with trolls would not exist yeah, we, back then. One, Everyone would be dead. One benefit of innocent people being tortured to death, no trolls. No trolls. No one's trolling. Yeah. God, everyone just wants to well, suck your dick no, constantly. No one's trolling except for the guy who's torturing everybody. Yeah, except for him. He's like, haha, guess what? This this device is called the pair of anguish, and <laughs> I'm going to put it in your vagina and open it up so fucking far that a car, which hasn't even been invented yet, could crawl inside of it. Here's the thing about history. Human resource has come a long way <laughs> yeah. we went from torturing people's vaginas to like all the way to what it is yeah now. to like someone gave me the fucking crossest look fire <laughs> yeah. them tell me about your feelings yeah instead of tell me about how bad your vagina hurts yeah there was some fucked up shit and i always thought that the torture methods of witchcraft were um I, th- I think it's been enough time between the deaths that we can say it's hilarious yeah the tickler 
the tickler for sure. <laughs> can, can you imagine if someone's like, excuse me, get the tickler. And you're like, please let that be actual tickling. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> not no, no, no. I just love the ass backwards thinking like the the swimming test, right? Oh, my the swimming God. test. Um, witches were stripped, which is heavy fucking quotes. Just an old lady. Just so everyone knows, there's a big misconception that witches are ladies, but like an equal number of men were horror. So it's like, it's literally anybody. Anybody you don't like. Yeah. Anybody. A witch witch is someone who like made you frustrated. Yeah. Like who cut you off in line and just gave you the (laughs) bird. She's a fucking witch now and we're going to kill her. Like, you know, when you get in an argument on Facebook and then you screenshot it and send it in a group text to your five friends yeah that person original poster which yeah there's no other explanation Just imagine instead of lighting them up to your little group of five friends you literally light y- them on fire yeah you literally <laughs> lit them up literally light them on fire so um the swimming test there's a bunch of movies out that um depict this mm-hmm. they strip them naked they bind them to a chair and then they throw them into a body of water. Basically, they're like they're James Bond villains. At this yes, point. for sure. <laughs> Except they're like really bad at escaping. Yeah. And yeah. the thought is, um, the devil is so strong in them that the water would reject their bodies and float. It would make them float because the water is like this person's so evil. I'm not even going to let them be on me, and they'd push them to the top. So there's a few situations that happen. The theory was like a stone sinks and a witch floats. That was like their little jingle back in the day. Yeah. You know how it's like. Never um, mind that fucking people float. Yeah. So that was the choice you had to make, right? You had to be like, okay, I've swam like in the creek by my house because there's no such thing as air conditioning. So I know how to swim. Do I float and save my life and look like a witch or do I drown to prove that I'm not a witch and die with dignity? Kind of. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You have to like drown. Here's my thing. They throw me into the water mm-hmm. and I'm like sink or swim at this point. Mm-hmm. But then why don't I just swim away from them? And I'm like, fuck you, Kyle. And I like, swim <laughs> away. You know, just you swim, swim into a new life. <laughs> yeah. Just swim down the river. You yeah. Know? You it's were bound like, though. You would have to break out Houdini style first. Okay. Well, I Houdini break out. And, and then, then you're for sure a witch. If you, <laughs> yeah, but I come to the top and they're like, oh, he's a witch. And then, I, and then they're like, come to the shore so we can talk torture you and you're and like, I'm like fuck, fuck you, you kyle and i swim you away. michael phelps out of there real quick yeah, I, sw- I just breaststroke yeah. away to like the next village yeah and just start know? a new life and just start a new there's life. no social security office Mm-mm. you could be whoever you want whenever you want yeah um the other one that was weird um was it's called the heretics fork Oh, no. And, um, yeah, it sucks, man. Is it, wait, the heretic spork? Fork. Oh, I thought you said spork. Fork. A little more abrasive than a spork. Mm. Um, it's the, it's the length of, it's a metal piece with two, um, prongs or forks, and it's attached with a belt or a strap, um, between your breastbone and your throat, just under the chin. And then you are hung from a ceiling. Or um, suspended so that you couldn't lie down. So the point was you had to keep your neck. Um, what is this? What am up, I doing right extended. now? Extended. Extended. You have to keep your neck extended. Keep your chin up. Keep your literally keep your chin up. 
Yeah, you're yeah. gonna die. Be positive. Keep your chin up, it's, or you yeah. will be stabbed. Or you will be stabbed. And it sounds pretty like uh, on the list of fucking horrible shit that they did to people. It's pretty mellow until you're thinking like when you're when getting stabbed in the throat is mellow. Well, you could You're prevent struggling. it. That's like, you know, if you just keep your head up, just the thought of like, um, take wall sits. But if you if you gave up and like stretched out, you would be stabbed to death. Okay. That's yeah. like the, the most intense CrossFit class. Yeah, that's what that was. So it you, sucked for sure. You're going to fucking lose that weight, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no you? excuses. Yeah. You're going to lose it or I'm going to cut it out of you. Yeah, for actually for real though. Um, and then the last, there's a shit ton more, but I think the last interesting one is, of course, the Iron Maiden. Not cool. Um, it's a human-shaped sarcophagus covered in spikes, and they're shorter spikes so that you could be placed in it, and they would slowly close it, so the spikes would start to penetrate your skin, but even when it was closed completely, it wouldn't kill you. You would just bleed out slowly over a short period of time. Yeah. Um, and then they made a smaller version for it's, economic reasons. It's basically like getting your tetanus shot a hundred thousand times. Yeah, at the same time. Not a fun time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they made a smaller version the economy class version that was just <laughs> for your head. Um, so then your head was getting stabbed and then they also almost made more metal, <laughs> almost definitely more metal. <laughs> and then like, if you were being a cunt about it, they had a little baby hammer that they would like tap certain oh. areas of it with. So then like just a little, it would go in a little bit more on that side of your head. Not a fucking good time. Not a good time to be anyone weird. Like for any reason, you could be charged with rich witchcraft or heresy and yeah this is not a tortured. good time like you fucking do anything wrong yeah like this is why i don't think the fist bump was popular until much later <laughs> yeah, yeah high-fiving yeah. some guy was like i invented the fist bump and someone else was like someone fucking put spikes through his face this guy's yeah, weird i don't go. like him he needs to fucking well, go can now. you imagine it hey, look listen if i go to shake your hand mm -hmm. and then you go to fist bump me and we do this awkward like i don't know which and then one the whole want, town square is watching exactly now you have to die you're gonna have <laughs> to die exactly Exactly how that happens. That's how it works. So this was this was like medieval Europe, right, where this was happening. Mm -hmm. You have um, a group of people who are constantly being persecuted against, which we now know as our founding fathers, the Puritans. Yeah. Um. So they basically left Europe in the early 1600s because they were like, you see how the Catholic Church is just killing people for no reason? I am not about that. But do you know what's even crazier is the Puritans were like, I know that they're like crazy about Jesus. And so they're like cutting people's fingers off and like throat stabbing people. Mm -hmm. And like, I miss my best friend because he had to swim away because of Kyle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're like, one thing I do like about the Catholic Church is how not into sex they are. Let's run with that and yes. be even less into sex. Yes. Oh, Fucking for sure. also buckle hats. Oh, Let's get into it, guys. Buckles on everything. Buckles on your hats, on your shoes, on your jacket. Buckles Here's everywhere. Here's the thing. What dries a lady up faster than buckles all buckles over your clothes? everywhere. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. And you know, um, if you listen to Cave Comedy Radio, um, they always joke about on the round table of gentlemen that the reason why terrible things happen in this world always comes down to a guy not being able to get a boner 
yeah, man. most things in life. And I would even go as far as to say most historians will not agree or admit it, but I think the Salem witch trials happened because guys were not getting boners. You know, oddly enough, most bad things I do in my life happen because I do get a boner. You know what? I make a lot of bad decisions. Flip it, reverse it, make it work Flip for you. Flip it, reverse it, make it work for you. <laughs> Chaos so, magic. We'll talk about that eventually. Yeah, that's for another Speaking fucking, of witchcraft. <laughs> speaking of witchcraft and fucking making shit work for yourself. All right. So, um, oh, also, another thing with that. There was a book that came out in 1486 called, I'm going to fuck this up so hard. You're okay. Because it's like hella Latin. But it's the Malice Maleficarum. And it, that translates to Hammer of the Witches. And it was written by a Catholic clergyman. And it tells you exactly how to catch a witch, prove they're a witch, and how to torture them into confession. But it's the coolest fucking band It's the name. most dun, fucking dun, 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 dun. metal shit. Yeah. Um, so that comes back into play because um, the Puritans really liked that book. Yeah. And they're super into improv. And so when you mix those <laughs> two together, yeah, you get the Salem Witch shit. Trials. Okay. Um, so you have the Puritans coming to the um, what was the United States in the early 1600s to purify themselves from the Church of England and its Catholic practices. Mm -hmm. um, so they came to America for religious freedom on the Mayflower, the on Santa the Mayflower, Maria yep. and the other one. They specific in March of 1630, they specifically wanted a colony that would be um, a, the city on a hill, which you probably know, know more about that saying than I do. I know that it has religious connotations that the city on the hill is like some sort of religious or biblical explanation of the most perfect city or town. I don't fucking know. You're just that Jewish. You don't even know. It's it's a term that like people <laughs> use when they say like the most Christian city or town would be the city on the hill they're the closest to god they're the most pure okay I that's i i think sure i don't you know i don't know religion <laughs> um so they came there in 1630 um by 1691 more people were starting to come to the united states to the colonies i should say yeah, yeah. and um 13 and it started to go from Massachusetts Bay to spreading all over like New England, quote mm -hmm. unquote. And those guys were not so much into the religious freedom, but more of the ec like the economic growth that the colonies had. Right. They yeah. were more like building a middle class of merchants. And this fucking made the Puritans dick shrivel so hard. They were so intimidated by these people who didn't like live for the word of God and were more about making money. Funny enough. I think America has never not been that. Mm -hmm. Even right now, as mm -hmm. you're listening to this, America is a lot of people who are very conservative yep. and religious who want a very specific, rigid system of things. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of us who are just like, fucking America, freedom, yeah. eagles, crap. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just like fucking bald eagles, NASCAR, like guns, abortion, and fucking guns, yeah, fucking hot ladies, yep. and gay sex, and we're just partying, yeah, you know. And these other people are like, yeah, they hate literally, it. literally since the dawn of time, that has been America's fucking problem. Yeah, half of us are only here because we want to get real hard into Jesus and do that kind of thing, and the other half just want to get real hard. Yeah, exactly. That's literally the story of America. Yeah. It's fucking tough. Um, but <laughs> we are still the greatest place. <laughs> yeah, we still are. <laughs> We're still super cool because we still have the option to I get I would hard. like to say over to our listeners in Norway, 
you should send us over there because we might change please, our minds. <laughs> Bring man, us out, please, baby. Please do it. Um, so this this fucking shriveled their dicks up real hard. Yeah, and yeah. also their egos. And they were super fucking threatened. And this is what historians say was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back was this threat of outside influence that caused them to go into this hysteria. I thought you were going to say a guy wearing a raccoon hat fucked one of their wives. Probably. <laughs> that would be Fucking it. probably. Fucking, which is nothing but, nothing but a Daniel Boone raccoon yeah. hat. This motherfucker doesn't even have a buckle. No Just buckles. fucking having Raccoons. sex with whoever he wants. Yeah, that really pissed him off. And yeah, yeah. Um, it started off subtle with things like every time something bad would happen, like you stubbed your toe, it would be like, this is because God is mad at us. Yeah, um, that's a real problem. Yeah. And then like on the um, political side of it, um, voting was no longer related to church membership. It was about um, the amount of property you owned. So that was like officially yeah. the power was taken away from the church members and churchgoers and given yeah. just back to people. That Well, kind of. That was the, uh, you, at the time, that was the government's way of being like, uh, fucking fuck what poor people think. Yeah. Only people who own property can yeah. vote. So then they, they took the vote. It was, yeah. It was like, fuck poor it's people and women. It's also a way to take the vote away from Irish people. Yeah. And it just, in hand, really pissed off the Puritans even more. Didn't like it. They were like, this is a personal attack on us. Um, it probably kind of was. And for sure. I th- <laughs> it attacked so many people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from this point on, they are this. So um, there's Salem Township, mm-hmm. which is current day Danvers. And then there's Salem like city. Okay. So Salem township was where the Salem witch trials happened. It was a super small, tight knit, close community of basically what we could attribute to like polygamists. Like, okay. You know, they were They're their like an own extremist community exactly. where like the guys in the raccoon hats who like to fuck are like, yeah, don't go there. Yeah. Those people you are will fucking die weird. if you go there. Yeah. So that's what, um, that pretty much was, they were losing control on their utopia. People were starting to come in and try to make America what we know it as now. Um, and the easiest fucking cop out for someone as religiously extreme is, Oh, they're just witches, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, that's they're evil. And because they're a witch, they wear clothes that look like that because they're a witch. They don't like buckles anymore. Which witch. For sure a witch. Yeah, yeah. The devil hates buckles. They Oh, man. The devil is not about buckles. So Straps um, all day. Yeah. <laughs> Literally straps. Leather straps is all the devil likes. Um, so the specific thing that I'm going to talk about is from my favorite book growing up depicting the Salem Witch Trials, which is The Crucible. Specifically talking about how a fucking cunty nine-year-old ruined the lives and killed a do- more than a dozen people fucking hate nine-year-olds i hate them so um we have abigail williams and betty paris betty paris is the daughter of the local um what do you call him the religious dude what priest is priest sure and abigail williams is his niece and she's the older of the two betty's nine i think abigail's 12 um and they get caught being a bunch of dumb girls they're like Hanging out together, getting naked, just having like a fucking schoolboy's fantasy of what an all-girl sleepover is. Okay. They get caught doing that. 
and they get fucking called out on it and they're like oh my god wasn't us we were listening to tituba the fucking slave she's from barbados she totally did some voodoo magic on us that's why we were getting naked and that's, looking into each other's buttholes yeah, or whatever looking into each other's buttholes for the future <laughs> yeah, um it's in like there. that's that's why and yeah. then they were like oh okay for sure yeah absolutely but you're like not really acting like you've been bewitched so then going back to that fucking maleficent whatever the shit book book. they were like oh my god how do we fucking be possessed by a witch so then they're super into improv so they're just acting that out they're acting like they're screaming and barking and growling and crawling on the ground in the middle of the fucking town square fucking awesome literally just being every kid i see in a walmart they're just being that they're growling at strangers picking their nose dragging their ass on the ground and a doctor was like they're fucking bewitched there's witches in this town those kids are possessed by the devil and it was that fucking tituba's fault and then tituba was like oh shit i don't want to die i'm barely living yeah please don't uh i don't know about this and then the little girls because they're the fucking worst the biggest cunts in the history of the united states they were like they got together and were like oh my god the town believes us who do we fucking hate who do we not like and then like fucking poor sarah good who is just like she's asking for chains on the side of the road yeah they're like fuck her we hate her and then sarah osborne who just like really loved black as her only color in her wardrobe they're like she fucking sounds awesome yeah they didn't like her she loved fucking slayer and was super (laughs) (laughs) super into wearing only black and they were like She's got to fucking go too. So they're like Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. They're the ones who did some witch magic on us for fucking sure. And then Tituba trying to like not die because that has literally been her whole entire life is like, how can I just not die tomorrow? Yeah. As yeah, like exactly. a slave from Barbados. That's like her fucking thing. So she just trying to save herself, girl, we don't fucking blame you is like, nope, for sure. It was I. Yeah, I was in it and they were in it, too. And so she got immunity. She was the only person who didn't die Ooh. when they were fucking charged with it. Probably unfortunately just because she's worth money yeah right i mean there's probably some deep fucked up reality of that yeah some little girls looking into each other's buttholes for the future and they (laughs) get caught and embarrassed yeah and they're just like we need to make a plan okay well first let me look in your butthole then we will make a plan (laughs) and then they start accusing people and fucking yeah yeah it's a it's a mess um and then so for those of people out there who watch salem on netflix a super cool really like heavy titties everywhere tv show about witches Um, they bring up a woman named Mary Sibley, who's the head of the witch coven in the TV show. Um, there's a conspiracy behind that. So Mary Sibley was a local townswoman who was very wealthy, a young, pretty girl who married an older guy, which was suspicious at the time. And she turned to the families of Abigail and Betty and was like, you guys need to make a witch cake. And a witch cake was a rye cake with the girl's fucking piss inside of it oh okay. main ingredient and then they fed it to a dog and if the dog acted in the oh, s- yeah poor dog. On, that's so, so many victims so, so many fucking many victims. victims in this story if the dog acted erratic it meant that they were witch that was the proof that's the proof they needed to take them to court oh my god what i does guess erratic uh, dog act like 
feed it piss cake and i guess you'll find out because it didn't like it and started to act crazy or it just had rabies because i bet that was a thing i just said that they fed it the cake and then as he was eating it he was like this is really good and then she leaned down and whispered we pissed it <laughs> and then he was so fucking mad he started freaking out and they're like look at him he's crazy yeah and they're like proof proof of witches um so then that was it that's all they needed they needed Tituba saying it was real and the fucking piss cake to be like let's take this shit to fucking trial i like that like they'll just take a slave like she's a slave she'll just say what she's told to say so that she doesn't get murdered yeah you no. can't <laughs> you feel sure. like your credibility is gone when you have no it was the only time that they took the word of a slave fucking like as the truth yeah, exactly and obviously she's only gonna say what she's told to say so that nothing bad happens to yeah her. poor e- girl exactly it was it was a fucking tough time um, so unfortunately, like Domino's fall, so did the fucking town of Salem. Every stupid little cunty girl who didn't get a Barbie dream house for fucking Christmas was like acting possessed and calling out every single person. Just the same shit that happened in Europe happening here. If you had a fucking problem with someone, all you had to do was say they were a witch and start growling at people when you went and got oranges in the market. And then they were fucking dead the next day. And like, that's just, that's how it went from like two girls to nine girls where they had to set up a special court because the fucking jails were full with witches and it every day was a new fucking trial. It's just like the worst version of the burn book. Yeah. It's just like mean girls, except for like way more people getting their fingers cut off. Yeah. No, for (laughs) fucking sure. Like you can't sit with us. Because you're being tortured. That's why you yeah, can't Yeah, literally, sit with because us. you're not physically here. You're in an Iron Maiden somewhere dying slowly. Yeah. Um, so they arrest a shit ton of women, um, the first wave and the second wave. The second wave of women is when they start um, calling out women of like higher authority. Mm-hmm. And that's when some people are like, oh. I don't, I don't, you know, I was on board at the beginning, but you kind of lost me at charging the 72 year old woman. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, not sure. So the first set of trials come through and the testimony that they're taking as proof is just like every time the poor fucking Sarah Good would get on the stand and be like, I'm not a witch. I just really hate shampoo. And then every girl in the audience would start convulsing or screaming and then that was it. There you go. They're yeah. a fucking witch. And we see that shit now when people fucking do that Jesus thing where yeah. they like, they start speaking in tongues and yeah. stuff. And you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Literally that. And then also dreams. You could submit dreams to the court. Like uh, one of the women that it wasn't Sarah. It wasn't either of the Sarah's. It was another person who was, um, they had, they were served a warrant for being a witch and she was about to get off. No one had said anything about her. The jury came back and were like, nope, she's good. Mistrial. It's fine. She can go back. And then one fucking little, we'll just say it was Abigail. That stupid bitch was like, nope, not today. And right as soon as that girl was about to walk out of the court, scotch free, I made it. I'm not hung. I'm not a witch. I can go back to baking breads. Abigail drops to the ground and starts convulsing. And then Ugh. the judge orders them to retrial. And then it comes back with a guilty verdict. And that woman is hung the next day. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking tough just like think of the cuntiest girl that you went to fucking middle school with who like bossed all of her friends around for like wearing shirts that were too similar to her mm-hmm. she's got all the power i knew that girl she runs the fucking city and she could kill you in an instant i hawked a loogie in that girl's mouth you would have been hung dude i know <laughs> 
You would have been But so I'm already hung, hung Noel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue reading. <laughs> I'll kill myself after this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so the two women that kind of started to turn the public opinion over witches that were accused were um Martha Corey, who was a seventy two year old, mm-hmm. and Rebecca Nurse, who was a nun. Okay. Um, so Martha Corey helped the homeless, um, took in a bunch of orphaned children. She was like an old, like good fucking person in the community. Okay. She'd been doing that her whole life. And um, Rebecca Nurse was um, like a progressive thinking nun who was like trying to help get prostitutes off the street and prevent people from beating their slaves. They were both just two progressive women. Okay. And they were both charged with um, witchcraft. And on, in in during the trials, Martha Corey, who's the older woman, mm-hmm. her husband, Giles, um, just stands up in the middle of it and is like, fuck you guys. She's not a witch. This is all fucking dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. And they were like, hey, guess what, Giles? You're a fucking witch now. And then he was jailed. And then he was like, no, fuck you. Fuck all of you. And then they were like, if you don't admit to us that you're a witch and your wife is a witch, we're going to kill you. We'll get you to admit it. We're going to kill you. And he's like, get fucked, you guys. So he was the first person who was stoned to death in Salem. Um, Well, he was... was Crushed to death. Crushed to death in Salem. Yeah, yeah. So they laid him down on a platform and then put another like like a plank of wood on top of him and started to slowly stack rocks, boulders and rocks on top of him. Over the course of several days. Two days. Yeah. And they got to the point where like it was now or never. Every fucking hour they'd be like, so you a witch? And he's like, fuck you. And then they'd add more weight. And they're like, you a witch? I'd like, like to think that every you. time they asked him if he was a witch, he would have a new joke about how he fucked their mom. I'd hope so as well. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he did towards the end of it. On the last day of his life, as his fucking body was being compressed into a tiny little shrivel of skin and human bone, they were like, are you a witch? And then he was just like, more weight yeah yeah he was just like more weight giant fuck you more weight more weight and then they just kept putting the stones on him until the last fucking breath he took he was like more weight motherfuckers and then they were just like fine bitch and then he he died but he died super fucking hardcore yeah he's badass he's the most badass motherfucker and he did that because if he was to admit that he was a witch or whatever um, the government would have taken his inheritance and not given it to his children. Yeah. So to pr- make sure that his kids get money after he dies, he just fucking took it like a goddamn champ. Baller status. Literally, which is the biggest fuck you to them. Um, so he, yeah, he gets crushed to death, but still is super fucking hardcore. Um, the other thing that kind of turned the public against these trials, because they used to be all about it, used to be like, how the walking dead comes on and everyone watches that the whole town would show up for the witch trials to yeah. watch that fucking shit show. Well, I mean, at that point you're actually watching the walking dead. Yeah, no, for sure. Like yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone is literally dying. Um, they brought Dorothy good, who was Sarah good's nine year old daughter mm-hmm. and they brought her in and tried her as a witch. And, um, which was super fucking shitty. This nine year old in a terrible fucking 1600s prison, just slowly dying and starving and being tortured every day till finally she admits that her mom's a witch. So she doesn't, you know, 
die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so by June of um, 1662, 32 warrants had been out. The jails were full. Um, over 200 people had been accused. Ooh. And this is a small fucking town. Let's just yeah. say like population 500, 200 were accused. 20 people were executed. Five people died in jail. Two of them were infants. One guy was crushed to death. Infant babies. Infant babies. Baby witches. Um, and the last conviction was um, she was charged with wearing black and wearing torn clothes. So that meant she was a witch. Um, oh, fucking I'm a witch for real. I'm so a witch. Four men were out of the 20 executed and they were typically um, husbands of women being accused being yeah. like, you're all fucking crazy. Um, so they went down as well. Um, the last kind of like thing that struck the end of it was um, a local priest was charged yeah. with witchcraft. And one of the things that they said was if you were possessed by the devil, if you were bewitched or a witch, you could not recite biblical verses, yeah. specifically the Lord's Prayer. So as he's on the gallows, they're tying the fucking noose around his neck. He recites the Lord's Prayer eloquently, not skipping a beat. That was another thing. They'd be like, recite the Lord's Prayer. And most people at this time were illiterate. Yeah, yeah. So they can't. So they can't. Yeah. So it'd be like me telling someone to like sing the national anthem word for word. And yeah. listen, we could all sing it, but none of us fucking know no the one words knows it. word for yeah. word. And if you just were like, uh, or messed up one thing, that was automatic guilt. Yeah. So he got on there on the gallows and recited the Lord's Prayer eloquently, not skipping a fucking beat. And the crowd turned. The crowd turned on the judges. Uh-huh. And were like, and the governor and the executioner, and they were like, "Hey, hey, uh, for sure not a witch." Yeah, this guy uh, fucking just did the thing. For sure not a witch. And the governor, almost like after his own bloodlust and having that gaggle of cunty little fucking girls behind him, be like, "He's a witch. He's a witch." He was like, "Nope, it's a trick of the devil's tongue." And fucking boom, kicked the chair out from under him, and that guy was hung in front of all those people. And all those people who were on board. Yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, I think we just killed 20 people for no fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, things happen. Yeah. So uh, the governor who specifically made the special court for the witch trials was the one to dissolve it in 1693. He um, word got out that that happened. And then all the other shit, the guy getting crushed, the little kids being fucking tortured. And they were like, let's go ahead and pull the plug on this. Um, and just fucking destroyed it from there. Which also, so it ended in 1692. Anyone who's super into Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. uh, the movie, the Disney movie. Yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble. The Sanderson sisters could not have existed because the Salem witch trials ended before 1693. Well, they don't 93. have to be around during the Salem witch trials. Well, they were executed in the Salem witch trials oh. in 1693. So they fucked up on their history there. They wanted to make it oh, legit. Man. It would have had to happen in 1692. <laughs> the movie with the talking cat, the zombie, and the witch who rides a fucking vacuum <laughs> is inaccurate? You know what? Unfortunately, yeah. Special effects in that movie were crazy. Did you see how they get that horse up on that broom? It was dopest. That's fuck. crazy. Anyway. <laughs> that, that poor fucking <laughs> woman. She still looked good back then. Um, and in relation to that, off of the fucking Salem witch trials, the whole lore with witches on brooms, um, they would put like a hallucinogen oil on their brooms and when it made skin contact, they tripped fucking balls. And so women would 
hump the brooms covered in the hallucinogenic oil and then hallucinate that they were flying on the broom. I've seen that movie on the internet. That's yeah. yeah. That's where witches riding brooms comes from. Huh. Um, so moral of the story, they disband that court. A bunch of people died and the whole city tried to pretend nothing happened. Um, <laughs> Abigail Williams, the fucking cunt who started it all, um, was disowned from her family and became a prostitute and died oh, that from rules. syphilis. And uh, that's the Salem Witch Trials, the perfect proof of religious extremism, the dangers of isolation, a false accusation, and when the fucking court shits all over you. Yeah. The end. Man, if any, if next time you have a speeding ticket, just be like, oh, at least they're not crushing me to death with rocks yeah, for two days. Yeah, it could be worse. You could be a witch. Fucking, are you ready to talk about our last story of the night is... Uh, well, this one, this one's good. Firstly, well, we got 20 people died in your story. Yes. We're going to have like 50 plus thousand people be seriously injured or die in my story. Good. Yeah, we're going to get America, y'all. We're keeping it fucking real. <laughs> yeah, the story is in America. Um, basically, I'm going to tell you guys about the story of Gettysburg. It's like a battle a lot of people know about, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't really know a lot about the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a little bit about the Civil War, so I want to take a crack at it. Why? Because you're preparing for the next one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and also because we're talking about a lot of racists. There's a lot of race tension. Religious extremists. In the United States right now. And um, a lot of people, there's a couple myths about the Civil War. Firstly, a lot of people say the South could never have won. Mm-hmm. They're like, the South was never going to win. Well, that's just like Southern apologists getting into the school system and teaching history incorrectly. Now, was there not a very good chance of the South winning? Not really, but it totally was conceivable the South would win. Yeah. I mean, can the country of Vietnam beat the United States? A lot of people say no, but they did. They didn't beat us militarily, but there are a lot of different ways to win a war than just outright winning. We didn't have to go to England to get our independence. We beat them here. Anyway, yeah. the ch- they could have won for sure. So when people yeah. say they couldn't have, you're like, go fuck yourself. That was That's not true. Yeah. Secondly, people say the Civil War wasn't about slavery. That is, again, Southern apologists being like, no, the Southern states, it wasn't. A lot of it was a lot yeah, about slavery. Uh, there's... One thing I know about the Civil War, and it was for sure fought about slavery. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot about slavery going on, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of Union soldiers fought with slavery in mind. I mean, a lot of people died very specifically over the cause of slavery. And to pretend like that isn't the reality is bullshit. Yeah. So those are two things you need to remember. The South definitely could have won, Mm -hmm. which would have been awful. Yeah. And slavery was at play. It was the major player in the Civil War, for sure. So the story of the Civil War, basically for the first two years of the Civil War here in America, are the story of Confederate General Robert E. Lee and his army of Northern Virginia basically just like kicking our asses for two years straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Confederacy was just whooping the fuck up on us. Like we were losing every major battle for two years to the point where the Confederacy like didn't respect us at all. We were doing fucking terribly. Getting our asses kicked. A lot of people don't know how bad we were losing for that time so in july of 1863 general lee decided to invade the united states so he marched his men through maryland and pennsylvania to capture union supply depots cut off our railroad ties to the western front where we were doing a little better in the war 
encircle Washington, D.C., and basically deal the North a crushing blow that would destroy us and win the fight once and for all. Capture or kill Abraham Lincoln, destroy Washington, D.C. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, our country's being invaded by a foreign army technically at this point. They're not foreign, but in army. Uh, Lee wasn't... Ri- so the Battle of Gettysburg is interesting because Lee didn't even really want to fight in Gettysburg. He was kind of traveling around the north a little blind and didn't know where he was going because his mastery, master cavalry commander, Jeb Stewart... Was dumb as fuck. He was out like just going crazy, killing people, raiding depots, stealing supplies, and just basically having a really good time fucking shit up instead of doing his job. Yeah. So Lee dispatched a bunch of people... To to Gettysburg to raid a shoe factory. So one of the most important battles fought in the history of the United States and therefore maybe even the history of the world is about to be fought because of shoes. You know what? That's usually why I fight my battles. (laughs) There you go. Right there. Recognize that (laughs) shit. Air Jordans are for real. Okay. (laughs) If you've never seen anyone fight over some shoes. I don't fuck up with no knockoffs. Come on. (laughs) Okay. So the first day of the battle, uh, there were some troops. It's June 1st, 1863. Uh, The troopers of General John Buford's first United States Cavalry were completely outnumbered by the Confederates coming to basically destroy the shoe factory. Uh, But they had breech-loading rifles, which are rifles that shoot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, So they start fighting the Confederates who were coming into Gettysburg. Uh, It took the Confederates a few minutes to regroup after getting shot all the shit by these random guys they didn't expect to be there. Yeah. And it bought Buford, the commander, a little bit of time to get reinforcements to help him. So he was reinforced by a division commanded by a guy named John Reynolds, who was immediately shot until he died when he arrived on the battlefield. Oh, God damn he just, it. just like Tupac. Yeah, he got killed Out. too he, soon. He got killed immediately, and the guy who succeeded him in command, one of the uh, first commanders on the field in Gettysburg, was Abner Doubleday, the guy who would eventually invent baseball. Wow. Yeah, right? There's a lot of history happening here. Wow. Who would have (laughs) thought? So eventually, um, all these guys who were defending against this huge group of Confederate soldiers have to retreat. So they take positions at the edge of town at a place called Cemetery Ridge. Sounds like a bad place to have a battle. It's a bad place to have a battle. So there's this big ridge, and then on either end of the ridge is two giant hills. okay? Okay. So it's a big, long line with two hills on either side of it. And that's where the Union sets up shop. So, with elements of their forces now committed, the two armies, who were way closer to each other than they realized, converge on this town, and they're going to start fighting. Now, this becomes, instead of just a little thing over a shoe factory, it's an epic battle involving over 150,000 soldiers and a struggle for the future of the United States. Yeah. All over shoes. You know what? Air Jordans. Yeah. Still a debate. Still up. (laughs) Yeah. Still wars are fought over it. Yeah. So the second day the battle starts and U.S. forces are deployed along Cemetery Ridge. Now, the ridge has Culp's Hill on the right and Little Round Top on the left. Now, General Lee, the Confederate commander who's a fucking badass, orders one of his commanders, a guy named Old Baldy, Richard Ewell. I would not trust Old Baldy with fucking anything. You are a very smart woman because he should never be trusted. <laughs> never old Baldy's trust a fucking 
idiot. So he tells Old Baldy capture Colt's Hill on the night of the first day, but uh, Old Baldy didn't feel like it. And so he just chilled out with his soldiers and drank and let the Union dig fortifications there and get ready for an attack instead. Typical Old Baldy. Yep. Now, the funny thing about Old Baldy is he had recently gotten his job by taking it from a guy named Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson's the guy. Stonewall Jackson got his nickname for being fucking awesome. Yeah. Because he would sit on his horse in front of the lines when they were shooting and no one could hurt him. Yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. Now, eventually he would get shot to death by his own soldiers. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. With a name like that. People don't (laughs) fucking like you very much. Stonewall Jackson. But Stonewall Jackson was like a world-beating general. He was amazing. Having Old Baldy take over for Stonewall Jackson would basically be like if during the Super Bowl, they took Peyton Manning out and they put you in your current drunk Noel. Oh and they God. were like, you're the quarterback now. Win the Super Bowl <laughs> for it, us, girl. <laughs> and you were just like, okay, wait, who's on my team? Wait, what what's the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does that have any relation to quarter pounders or no? I have yeah. no fucking idea what's happening right now. <laughs> Literally replacing Peyton Manning with Noel Cummings in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the level of incompetence. <laughs> They're fucked from Jump Street, man. Yeah, and this is like the most important battle of the Civil War and they've already replaced Peyton Manning with Noel. That fact alone is like, that's where in the back of my mind, I'm like, the Confederacy was never going to win. <laughs> this is not of their good. bad fucking choices. <laughs> this is not good. So Lee decides, rather than marching across an open field like a fucking retard, he'd launch a two-pronged attack on the two hills on either side of Cemetery Ridge. Mm. Don't go to c- the cemetery. Literally the last place you want to fight a battle. Attack the two hills at the same time. So what he does is he set up two attacks so that he can attack them simultaneously, and he's going to leave a bunch of soldiers in the middle so the Union can't take their soldiers from the middle and help the hills. Mm-hmm. So the hills are going to be on their own during these attacks. Just keeping everyone preoccupied. Exactly. So he attacks these two hills, and then once he defeats the hills, he gets on top of them, he puts cannons and shit, and then he kills everybody, which Hell is yeah. his plan. It's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Lee's a smart guy. So basically, if he does this, then he can attack Washington, D.C., kill or capture Abraham Lincoln, basically win the war. The hardest fighting on the second day took place on Little Round Top on the left side of the field because old Baldy was just fucking camping out. Not doing anything. Not doing anything. Doing nothing. So Little Round Top is getting attacked. Basically, it all starts, there's a Union general who's in charge on Little Round Top, and his name is Dan Sickles. Now, Dan is kind of dumb, but he's also fucking awesome. You know, it was with a name like Dan Sickles, the first part of it, you're like, for sure, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Trustworthy guy. And then Sickles, (laughs) you're like... I don't know about him, though. Yeah. So I don't know about that guy. He sees the Confederates are going to attack the hill. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I want in on this. And instead of staying on the hill, he disobeys orders and moves his troops forward. And he takes up positions in a wheat field that's sitting between a peach orchard and a large group of rocks called Devil's Den. Uh, you know what? Should have gone inside Devil's Den, right? That's the place where you hide. Yeah. Not the wheat field. Anyway, so he's in the wheat field. So, in some of the most brutal fighting of the entire war, the rebels threw everything they had at Sickles' troops. Thousands and thousands of soldiers attacking him. Uh, It was so, uh, for several hours, people from Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, Texas, and Arkansas fought people from New York, Pennsylvania, and Vermont. Literally just today. Yeah. Same (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah. Same shit, different battles. The battle was so gruesome that at one point, 
Sickles and his men were going to have to fall back, and but they were going to be overrun if they turned around and started leaving. So men from uh, the first, let's see, the first Minnesota decided to cover them because they were on the very edge. So these guys from an infantry unit from Minnesota were like, fuck it, everyone else go, we'll stay. I know, guys from Minnesota, the heroes, pretty really? weird. They charged in and 82% of them died or were seriously wounded when they attacked a force twice their size to save everyone else oh, badasses yeah here we are we shitting all over minnesota I know, the, the vikings <laughs> suck but your soldiers <laughs> don't yeah so um eventually they're falling back and sickles while he's falling back leading his soldiers in the battle he gets his leg blown off by a cannonball that sucks. I know. A cannonball. Yeah. Almost <laughs> sounds worse than like a grenade. I know. That's real- like a basketball <laughs> shooting your leg off. Yeah, no, it literally is. So a cannonball shoots his leg off and his entire force is basically destroyed by these relentless attacks by forces that are way bigger than his. So he basically pulls back to Cemetery Ridge. He doesn't even go back to the hill. Also, when his leg gets blown off by the cannonball, he walks over to, or hobbles over, hops. Hops. He hops over. He hops over. Grabs his blown off leg and then goes back and keeps fighting. Oh. Now, okay. fun fact today, you can go see the cannonball that destroyed his leg and his actual leg, the bones from his destroyed leg in the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's funny to me that in a time where like having the flu could kill you. Some people were so hardcore. Some people were like, my leg's blown off. I'm a survivor. Yeah. Like no, Destiny totally. Child up in that bitch. It's, it's Dan Sickles, General Dan fuck? Sickles of the Union Army, Destiny's Child. Oh my God. The Beyonce <laughs> of the group, clearly holding everyone. So he what? He just tied it. He had someone fucking tie a belt around his leg and then fought on. Like Jesus a fucking, Christ. One, one leg. Eventually he did leave the battle because, you know, he only had one leg. But. Yeah. I like pull a muscle in my fucking calf and I'm out for a week. This guy's like, no leg? That's fine grab it guys let's do oh, yeah. it he grabbed the leg and the cannonball Just, he dug the cannonball. this is gonna be in museums <laughs> oh my god okay so while all this is going on rebel troops under the command of general evander laws captured devil's den that place with all the rocks and then they realized that when sickles moved up with all his soldiers to fight when he was too excited they left the hill completely undefended so wait si- did they throw the rocks? No, no, they didn't throw the rocks. Wow. Eventually, rocks will get thrown, though. Okay. We'll talk about that. So, Little Round Top is the most important hill on the battlefield because it overlooks the entire battlefield and the Union Army. If you get up there and you put cannons on there, you could just start murdering everyone willy-nilly. Yeah, Everyone's without a dead. problem. Without a problem. So, uh, Laws, the... Um, General Evander Laws, the Confederate, ordered his men to charge and take the hill. While this was happening, a commander in the Union named George Meade noticed this bullshit was fucking not good Mm -hmm. and happening basically the exact same moment that General Laws saw it, the Confederate and the Union General saw it the exact same time. They're like, fuck this. He sent five regiments from his reserves running up to the top of the hill to see who would get there first. So on one side of the hill, the Confederates are running up the hill. And on the other side of the hill, the Union soldiers are running up the hill. King of the mountain. King of the mountain. 
basically the union troops got there first, like by seconds, like they arrive at the exact same time. Uh, and the people who got on the exact, ex the most extreme edge of the hill, the most important spot on the hill, uh, to defend the union army were a bunch of guys from the 20th main infantry, about 360-ish men who were volunteers who had done basically no fighting over the entire war. They weren't real soldiers. They were reservists, basically, volunteers. They had no idea. They had never fought in a major battle or seen anything crazy. And they were all under the command of a school teacher, a guy who taught a professor named Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain who went from watching the battle basically from like a safe distance, like, oh, this shit is crazy. I'm so glad we're over here to holding the line against a force of like battle hardened guys who had been winning the war for two years that were bad as fuck. And he was outnumbered 10 to one. God damn. I know. So basically we've got all these like conservative, crazy world beating fucking soldiers that outnumber this fucking snowflake professor yeah. this liberal guy and his liberal friends yeah. who have not done like any fighting enjoy lattes yep they love lattes and they've done like any in yoga hot yoga and now farmers markets <laughs> exactly tumblr 360 guys that love tumblr and fucking farmers markets and a professor from a college who teaches about, like feminine studies yeah 360 guys and they're about to defend against like 4,000 guys 4,000 redneck moonshine drinking racists <laughs> so um who beat their wives on the regular basis it, so they're battle hardened oh, whoa whoa it's so basically <laughs> chamberlain the the professor orders his men to take cover behind rocks and shit but within like minutes they heard the rebel yell come through the woods so the rebel yell is basically... It's not that song, but like... No, it's not that song. Okay. That song is terrible. The rebel yell in reality but was the like this... The rebel yell. <laughs> mom, mom, mom. No, not that. No, much, that. That's not what they said? Much scarier. Okay. So they basically... <laughs> rebel yell was like a Viking war scream. They would just all scream like maniacs when they charged. And it used to like terrify soldiers. Yeah, I don't like when people scream. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, it sounds scary. So basically they hear this fucking crazy rebel yell... Uh, it comes up through the woods because they're on the hill and there's like these woods coming up the hill. Uh, and General Law's rebels from Alabama appear through the brush uh, and they basically start just shooting the shit out of these guys from Alabama. So the rebels were pushed back by the unexpectedly strong resistance from these guys from Maine and the fucking teacher after like two hour or two years of basically winning the war themselves fucking easily they didn't have any respect for anyone in the union mm -hmm. they're like fuck these coffee drinking latte sipping snowflake fucking snowflake cry babies yeah so when these dudes from maine and the college professor are just like fucking busting caps they're like whoa what the fuck yeah. and they were totally not ready for it so they charge up the hill four separate times and each time they get pushed back and they're like holy shit these guys are for real like uh, -huh. uh and they for real were attacking like they made it to the top of the hill and then they started fighting like with rocks and knives and fists and like shooting people at point blank range and biting and fucking everything you can think of to Just kill like each other. Just like Sharkeisha videos yeah. on fucking World Sh Star times 10,000. Yeah. Cash me Sharkeisha, at the top. Sharkeisha, no. <laughs> Cash me at the top a little round top. How about that? <laughs> you know? 
Oh my god. <laughs> so they're fucking fighting in hand-to-hand combat and getting thrown back down the hill like they can't break the union lines. So what happens when you come out screaming Billy Idol? No one wants <laughs> to fucking hear it. After about an hour and a half of nonstop death, things were looking super bad for Joshua uh Josh Lawrence Chamberlain. Half of everyone from the 20th Maine were dead. Uh, the other half was wounded, and those still okay to fight were so low on bullets that they were trying to find them on dead soldiers. Oh, God. The rebels were reorganizing for a sixth attack. If they made it in one, it could possibly end the war in one push. Jeez. If they take the hill, it, they could put the cannons, and then it's over. Uh, Colonel Chamberlain knew they weren't going to hold them off another charge. Like they didn't have enough bullets. They didn't know what to do. They're basically just sitting up there waiting to die. Yeah. So with the entire fate of the civil war hinging on this fucking school teacher's ability Mm -hmm. to win this battle against people who outnumber him 10 to one, he orders his latte drinking snowflake friends Mm -hmm. to fucking attach bayonets to the top of their guns and charge down the hill and attack the rebels this time themselves hell yeah yeah so basically 100 guys who are just like shot to pieces all their friends are dead half their friends are wounded they have no bullets Mm -hmm. and his fucking school teacher is just like fuck it and decides the entire fate of the united states and possibly even the world yeah and charges down this hill with a hundred random guys from the state of maine hell yeah yeah so basically they fix bayonets as the guys from Alabama started their charge, like they come over the hill and they're charging through the woods, they realize that the dudes are charging them back and they're like, what the fuck? And a hundred guys from the state of Maine crash into them and just start killing and stabbing the fuck out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so metal. The entire 15th Alabama was killed or captured on the slopes of Little Round Hell yeah, you fucking racist. Yeah, so they fucking... All of them die. They really went for it. So during, uh, so that college professor won the Medal of Honor, by the way, Joshua Chamberlain. And those guys from Maine won a presidential citation. They were fucking dope. Hell yeah. I hope they got their dick sucked every day until the day they die. I know. It was really fucking hardcore. During all of this, old Baldy, you remember him? Fuck him. (laughs) He's fucking chilling out. The moron from earlier who replaced Stonewall. Literally like if they had Shaquille O'Neal in the playoffs and they're like, no, no, get drunk Noel in here to play. (laughs) She's got it. (laughs) So like basically if you were commanding an army, didn't even get going on his attack. No. He didn't. All these guys from Alabama, like, yeah, fuck the Confederacy. But to their credit, they're fighting like maniacs doing everything they can to win this war. Mm -hmm. Fucking old. Old Baldy is literally just chilling out. Didn't even start attacking the hill till 6.30 p.m. when all the fighting was over on Little oh Round Oh, my top. God. Yeah. That's kind of like me showing up to a party and the party <laughs> ended like two hours ago. But you're smashed but you're as fuck still drunk like, anyway. Turn it on. Turn the music up. And they're yeah. like, it's three in the morning. Go home. All right. So... The third day of the battle, by the way, there's other, there's all kinds of crazy shit happening. Uh, the third day of the battle, I'm not going to talk about it, but General George Custer, Custer. famous guy, I know does him. like this crazy cavalry charge and defeats the Southern Cavalry for the first time in Union history. Lots of crazy shit is happening. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to talk about that. The fucking comeback kids. Yeah. That's what the Union is. No, for real. They the fucking got, comeback kids. Well, because they got all their coolest dudes were together in one place and they were like showing each other up doing badass shit. So the third day of the battle, uh, Robert E. Lee, the general, 
fucking amazing Southern general makes one of the only mistakes of his entire career besides letting old Baldy be in charge of anything. And besides being a racist. And besides being a Number little bit one of a racist. Number one big worst career choice. Probably <laughs> fighting for the South was a big uh, career. Not good. So <laughs> he thought since they were strong on the ends, because he doesn't know why old Baldy failed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, they're strong on Little Round Top. But he doesn't realize that they should have won Little Round Top. They just lost the battle on that end to a fluke because 100 guys from Maine and a liberal fucking professor fucking started clubbing people to death with his giant iron balls. Yeah. You know, and they, they fucking, fucking went super so he doesn't realize that they actually are weak on the ends. So he's like, oh, they're weak on the end, or they're strong on the ends. They're weak in the middle. Mm-hmm. Let's attack the middle. Let's attack Cemetery Ridge. Probably not smart. No, that's N- don't go there. No, don't do it. You know it. what happens at Cemetery Ridge? People, Death. yeah, people Everyone fucking dies. die. Everyone, Everyone dies. dies. So after two hours of an artillery barrage by 143 Confederate cannons shooting at the Union soldiers on Cemetery Ridge, Lee orders 15,000 troops from Virginia and North Carolina to form a battle line a mile long, shoulder to shoulder, a mile long worth of people, fix bayonets, and march a mile and a half across open ground to attack the Union snowflakes. Fucking, because they don't respect them. That's the problem. Pussy Union soldiers, liberals, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They're about to Mm -hmm. find out, though. They're They're about to be caught outside. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Cash me outside. They're about to be cashed outside. Yeah. So at 3 p.m. on July 3rd, 1863, they attack. At about 600 yards away from the Union lines, the artillery starts shooting from Cemetery Ridge and where fucking Joshua's boys on Little Round Top were, mm-hmm. pounding the shit out of him with cannons, blowing people to pieces, you know? And none of these guys are grabbing their legs afterwards. They're leaving them. They're leaving them. Because they don't got arms either. Yeah, no. At about 300 yards, the Union riflemen, stacked six ranks g- deep, start shooting into the soldiers. And also, they have cannons leveled point blank with canister shot. Now, canister shot is essentially like a cannon, except for that it's a shotgun. So it just fires fucking shotgun oh cannon. Oh, God. Yeah, it just, they, it would just turn people into paste. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, it would rip people to pieces to the point where bones if from the soldiers who were dying were wounding soldiers far away. Uh, like like you it could, became shrapnel. Yeah, you could catch your friend's femur in the face and die. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, so they're just blowing people to pieces. At 200 yards, the rebels start their actual charge. Full sprint. 15, like I would have, you know, 12,000, 10,000 dudes who were left are just charging into the Union lines. Now, it didn't go well. Yeah. So there's this thing in the Civil War where they would line up, they would point their guns at each other, and they would shoot, and not as many people would die as we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, historians eventually found out that people were doing something called misfiring, where they were loading their gun and just not shooting, or they were shooting at the ground or shooting into the air. They were purposefully trying to miss. Yeah. Um, this is because humans have a natural aversion. They don't want to hurt each other. You don't know those guys. Maybe you got drafted. Mm-hmm. You're just like closing your eyes and pulling the trigger. Yeah. So it does less damage than you think it would. Yeah. That is not the case. These dudes are like, fuck these guys. We're all dead if we don't kill them. And they just mow these Confederate soldiers the fuck down. Hell yeah. The Confederates only even made it to the wall in one place. A small clump of trees known as the Angle. 
They were led by General Louis Armistead from Virginia. All the coolest people are from Virginia in the Confederacy, by the way. Okay. Okay. So to his credit, he is from the Confederacy, and I don't like the Confederates much. But General Louis Armistead was pretty fucking cool. He charged up the hill in front of his soldiers himself, old school, like medieval style, holding his hat on his sword so they could all see him. Uh, basically they attacked the line. The union fell back under the attack. So they like got assaulted by like, you know, a thousand fucking Confederates mm-hmm. in one place, but not before Joseph H. De Castro, the standard bearer for the, uh, the 19th Massachusetts infantry. So the guy who holds the American flag, so yeah. you can see where you are. He charged into the fighting with only his flag as a weapon, found the guy who was the flag bearer for Virginia, dueled him with a flag with a flag. Wow. He was killing people with his flag, found the guy with the Virginian flag, killed that guy with his flag, stole his fucking flag, ran back to his commander, gave him the flag from Virginia, said, fuck Virginia, and then ran back into the fight with only a flag and kept killing people. What a badass motherfucker. He became the first Hispanic American to win the Medal of Honor. God Pretty fucking damn. cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. By killing someone Hell with yeah. the American flag. Hell Way yeah. to go, Hispanic people. That's a fucking gangster story for your God first Medal of Honor. Damn. Yeah. So uh, eventually the Union did fall back, though, uh, as did an entire artillery battery because the Confederates were just swarming all over them. So they fell back, but it was too late. There were no Confederate reinforcements. Everyone was dead. Armistead was by himself. Him and his men were counterattacked by the 72nd Pennsylvania, the 19th Massachusetts, and the 42nd New York. So people from Pennsylvania... Massachusetts and New York agreed on something together for once for one. Yeah. And it was killing people from the South. Armistead was shot a ton of times until he died trying to turn union cannons around and his entire force was wiped out or captured of the 15,000 men who marched out to attack the union. Only 5,000 stragglers returned, returned almost all of them badly wounded. Good. Yeah, they got fucked up. Eat shit racist. And it was called uh, Pickett's Charge because General Pickett was one of the people who charged. So um, at the end of the battle, of the entire battle, we won, Mm -hmm. stopping the Confederacy from kicking ass. They basically went from, you know, just fucking wrecking house to losing. And Mm -hmm. after that, the tables really turned. 23,000 United States soldiers were killed or wounded. 28,000 Confederate soldiers were killed or wounded. The war would go on from three more years. God damn. The Civil War was fucked up. The South would never have a chance to invade the North again, though. And at that point, then it really was the South couldn't win. The Tides War were turned. The South maybe could have fought to a stalemate, but they did not. They got demolished. They got demolished. So that's the story of how a lot of random guys got together and fucking defeated racism. The South and maybe kind of set in motion defeating racism which is something we're still all working on hell yeah listen every single one of us in our heart is uh fucking uh what's chavez. This? is joseph h uh de castro i'm a chavez killing, with a flag just killing, killing people everyone. with a flag just doing it yeah in our hearts that's castro that's what's name not chavez. Castro. castro yeah yeah joseph h de castro every every one of us has a little bit of him in our hearts for sure and we're still fighting racism hell yeah kill a guy with a flag 
that's the only American um, in way. American flag. That's the American way. Kill like, a racist with a flag. <laughs> I like to think that when he killed that, guy, when he killed someone with a flag, an eagle swooped down and then gave the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just fucking so <laughs> heavy metal. That's actually how the war was won. Yeah. That so specific reason. That's the story of Gettysburg, everyone. Hell yeah. We told a lot of... We had a good, I think, history lesson complete. We went through the ages. You're so much drunker than when we started. Yeah, like the history of America. Yeah. I have just gotten drunker. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to add anything before we end? Uh, You know what? I would like to end on... um. If someone names a salad after you, you kill them. <laughs> if you're a witch, kill them. And uh, kill a racist with an American flag. Yeah. I think that's what I learned today. Yeah. Yeah. Don't kill witches. Kill racists with American flags. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. That's the true American way. Ah, man. I just feel like fucking red, white, and blue going through my veins I right know. Now. I feel fucking pumped I'm going to build my next house on the bodies of Confederate soldiers. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. The motherfucking day. Yeah. Okay. All sure. Right. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed our history episode. Um... I don't really have anything to add except for that I fucking feel super patriotic right now. Yeah, go punch a fucking Nazi in the face or something. I, know. I think next time I have an orgasm, I'm going to yell out America. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You just like capture a racist, have them on standby next to your bed so you can punch them as you fucking come and say America. Yeah. I, that's the true American way. Right? Yes, I think. That's yeah. the only way. Next time, if you guys really like the history episode, I would love to do more of these because history is my favorite, and I have a thousand history stories I'd like to tell. I'd like to talk about the first African-American to ever win the Medal of Honor. Hell yeah. Also during the Civil War. Hell yeah. He's a boss motherfucker. I'd also like to talk about a lady who is a known womanizer and love dudes who is a professional duelist who killed tons of people in France dueling with swords, shot a bunch of people, played the violin, liked to fuck and drink. She was dope. We talk about her. Sounds like my type of gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about the East Coast versus West Coast rap rivalry. Oh my God, that could be good. But I'm afraid of Suge Knight hitting me with his car, so <laughs> I decided against it. Suge Knight definitely listens to the podcast. Well, you know, he's petty what enough. Up, <laughs> he would be like, he would hear something through the grapevine and show up in Salt Lake City to hit me, <laughs> hit me run over hit me again put it in drive come back hit me again <laughs> that's how suge knight does it and yeah. i'm afraid of it all right everyone thanks for listening go get you some more history and let us know if you liked it hail satan hail fucking satan also satan bless america satan bless america